Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domang. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries, Bible study author and teacher. And at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and to inspire them to apply God's word to their everyday life because I believe that God's word really does work. So today I want to invite you to join me as I talk about friendships and specifically biblical friendships. Now, friendship is on my mind this week because I just spent several days at the beach with seven other beautiful Jesus-loving women who I call friends. Our diverse group of friends really shouldn't fit together because of our differences. However, bonded together in the love of Jesus makes this a treasury of the most precious friendships. Our group began with a common need. We needed, <coughs> excuse me, we needed other women who needed prayer and encouragement where their adult children were concerned. And each woman in that group has a unique story of how they came to Jesus. And we come with di different denominational backgrounds. Some like me really refuse any affiliation with the denomination. I always say, I just love Jesus. I'm a Jesus follower. And others are as connected to their denomination as when they first began their relationship with Jesus decades ago. And then some struggle to find a place to settle their faith journey in any church or any denomination at all. Life has pained each of us in some unique way that has shaped us into the, the distinct and unique women that we are today. And for some of us, our volume rises to the heavens and others require us to lean in close to hear what is being said. You know, together, Jesus and authenticity rule the space. Together, we love, we laugh, we pray, we cry, we encourage and strengthen. And that is a true earthly treasure. Sometimes to experience such friendship means that we have to put ourselves out there. We have to trust. We have to be vulnerable. And maybe for some of us, we even need to try again. Maybe those friendships in the past have hurt us where we have tried to protect ourselves and shield ourselves from that hurt anymore. But sometimes we have to just try again. So the book of Proverbs, it's a book of wisdom literature, and it's a good place to find what true friendship looks like. So I'm going to give you five Bible verses out of Proverbs that tell us really good guidelines, give us some really good understanding and principles about true biblical friendship. Proverbs 17, 17 says that a friend loves at all times. And Proverbs 18, 24 says that a man who has friends must himself be friendly. So we've also, we want to have friends. We've also got to be friendly, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There are some friendships that are just really, really special and unique. 
safe treasures that we'll have. Proverbs 27, 6 says that faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Basically, what we can understand here is that a friendship speaks words. If there's ever anything that comes out of a true friend that in some way hurt us, it is out of genuine love and they're not deceitful with some other ugly ulterior motive behind it. Proverbs 27, 9 says anointment, ointment and perfume delight the heart and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. So hearty counsel from a friend is something like a sweet perfume or a ointment that soothes and, and is precious to us. It's sweetness. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now, one of the things I think about this verse is so often we think of that in uh, almost in a negative sense, like um, other, other people like sharpening us in a way that's um, from maybe harsh words or something. I don't really know that I fully understand it that way. I think what we can know is that um, that other people do sharpen us and help us to have uh, a right countenance, maybe to, to shape us into who we are. And it doesn't always have to come from this negative abrasive, negative, abrasive kind of way that our friendships are. Uh, I think we might need to look at that one just a little bit healthier than it's got to be from this abrasive stand. So these verses, all what we can know about them is they really can't help anyone else be a good friend. Only we, only you, only I can take these truths and these principles and apply them to our life and be that good, godly friend. So I want to talk about uh, building godly friendships and how they can strengthen us and make us even happier and the reward of building godly friendships. You know, the older that I get, the more I recognize the gift and treasure of friendship, but even more so godly friendship. God created us to be in relationship, not only with him, but with one another. We all need friends as we go, go through the joys, the challenges, and the trials of life. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day, capital D day, approaching the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just side note here, surely we can all see that we can, we can all say that we see the day approaching rather fastly. Um, the truth is we need each other. One reason that God built the church was for believers to come together and to be encouraged by one another. We need the kind of encouragement that comes through godly relationships. One of my longtime friends, like 20 years, she is also a Bible teacher. And when we get together, 
we both have a passion for teaching God's word and for seeing others read and study the Bible. So as you might imagine, much of our conversations are focused on our Bible lessons that we either recently taught or maybe are preparing to teach. And she and I are both wives. We're mothers of adult children. We are grandmothers. And because we share many commonalities, we find it really easy to share the struggles that we face in life and family and ministry. And yes, sometimes when we get together, we do what us girls often like to do. We shop. What can I say? Girls got to do what girls got to do, right? So let's talk about those praying friends. My friend, the friend that I was, my longtime friend that I was just telling you about, um, told me about receiving a text from another woman who told her how thankful that she was to have godly friends like her who shared her passion for Jesus and prayed for her. Godly friends are more valuable to a walk with Jesus than we might think at first glance. I think all friends are valuable, but Godly friends who share our values and beliefs and understand the power of praying for one another takes friendship to another level. I belong to uh, this group of women that I've already shared a little bit about um, that we went to the beach together. And this group of women, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this group began because, as I said, we were some like life and like-minded women who gathered to pray. And basically, it was ultimately about praying for our adult children. Almost every one of us have fully grown, moved out of the house adult children. We call ourselves the Praying Mamas. And I love this group because we are friends, we're sisters in Christ, and we really pray. And we have the, we've seen the results of those prayers. We've seen miracles of healing. We've seen miracles of deliverance. We've seen salvation, help, health, joy, peace, strength, courage, and encouragement, and so much more. <clears throat> there is something that is so strengthening when we have people who love us, praying for us. And I believe that we can actually feel those prayers lighten our load, lift us up, and even make us happier. There's a story in scripture where Paul experienced the power of praying friends, and it's in Acts 14. So this story tells us about Paul and Barnabas who were preaching the gospel in Iconium. And many people believed in Jesus because of their preaching. And it also shows us the opposition that Paul and Barnabas faced because of unbelievers. Acts 14, 19 through 20 says, Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derb. Now, Paul's opposition stoned him and left him for dead. They thought he was dead because they intended him to be dead. And some people say, well, maybe he even was dead. Maybe 
Um, he was brought back to life. I don't know the answer to that, but I know that he was one step from dead if he wasn't. But what happens is the disciples, Paul's godly friends, gathered around him. And I believe they prayed for him. They spoke healing and life into him at a crucial point in his life, a point when Paul could have gone either way, because what we know is that Paul is the one who saw earthly death as something to long for because he wanted to be with Jesus. So for him to live uh, was gain, but to die, die was the same thing. He was all about um, being with Jesus, but it obviously was not Paul's time. Now, just imagine with me for a moment the words that might have been spoken in that inner circle of godly friends over Paul that day. Maybe it was words like this. Thank you, Jesus, for the life that is in Paul. Hey, Paul, man, you got to get up. We're going we're gonna to make it. You're going to make it. Thank you, Jesus, that no weapon formed against Paul will prosper. Come on, Paul. We've got places to go. You've got people to save. God has a plan and he is not done with you yet. Thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes, Paul was healed. Now, maybe their words were different, but I cannot help but believe that these followers of Jesus and their friends of Paul's uh, prayed for him and that their words impacted his life and caused him to rise up and keep going. Now, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to, who, to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Maybe if two lie down, again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can... Uh, how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Jesus loves us so much that he gives us godly brothers and sisters in Christ to lift us up when we are too down and out to do it on our own. Now, I hope you have some God-ordained friendships, some inner circle friends, sisters in Christ who will stand in the gap and pray for you when you need it. And I hope you are a friend like that too. Your loving words, your prayers, and your time have the potential to impact those around you and make an eternal difference. Now, if you need godly friendships, pray for godly friends. Ask God to give you godly friendships and for him to use you in their life to impact them in a way that lasts a lifetime and impacts their eternity. Pray that he gives you godly friends, loyal to God, loyal to you, and that God's love rules in their hearts. That is the kind of friendship that will make a difference and stands strong when the storms of life blow. I also encourage you to pray that God gives your husband and your children godly friendships as well, because they need the value and the benefits of godly friendships. Finally, always 
thank God for those precious treasures of friendships that he brings into your lives because those are priceless treasures. Now, before I say goodbye, I do want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or, or Pinterest, and to get daily biblical encouragement for Christian women. Also, check out my website, onfire-ministries.org, to read my blog, to get free biblical resources or a um, Bible study for you personally or a group study. And if you found this podcast beneficial, take a moment to rate and review it and share this podcast with others because it it's a way that helps others find the podcast and maybe it's the very words that someone else needs to be encouraged in their faith journey today. And until we meet, meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.